0: learn more at marines.com All right, we are allegedly recording. Um and we have just witnessed one of the most mind-boggling, confusing, awful, horrific 2 hours 2 and 2 in, hours and 15 minutes because it was extra long of Marquette basketball in recent memory and Ben Snyder to die Yeah, I'm right there with you man. Um pretty much uh pretty much about the worst possible um game from from an emotional standpoint I would say because um just really wasn't basketball for large stretches was just sort of like a sort of a pin the tail on the donkey of, of fouls um, for a large stretch. Like, you know, who could make the most creative contact to get whistled. Um, and then unfortunately uh, as often happens, um, the referees got tired of calling the exact same foul um, on, on, one end and the other team offered more variation for the ways that they could create contact. Um, And so the referees rewarded that. And also there was no real plan for how to address that. And that's where you end up with a game that by all accounts was heading towards, an ugly, mind-numbingly bad win that, you know, why not just have the bottom fall out? Um, yeah. And I don't think Marquette's going to miss the tournament.
1: I think no, they, could that's, yeah, that, they could
0: lose that. Yeah, they could the lose two out games. Still they're still going to
1: make it comfortably.
0: They'd make it at 18 and 13. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, it's pretty it, – I, th- I think where it really hurts the most from a is from an apathy standpoint because I really just don't. I'm about I'm about done with this version of Marquette basketball.
1: Yeah, um, um, I didn't want like. So I guess to kind of paint the whole picture of where I am going into this since the last time we recorded, we had the Georgetown game, which about was everything that we could have possibly expected, and then like you like you said about the end of this game for the entirety of Marcus's senior night the bottom just fell out of Seton Hall and at least for me that was what I was looking forward to for pretty much the entire year I I wanted this whole season to go well particularly but I knew that to some extent the Marcus Howard, Miles Powell national media debate was going to be settled on that one game. And it's over, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't necessarily, like, I know in my heart of hearts that Marcus Howard is the better player, but I truly can't blame the national media for no. picking Miles Powell at this point. And I so I extremely,
0: I extremely half assed voted for Marcus um, in our uh, anonymous Eagle poll that I'm sure is. Uh, coming out soon. Um but yeah, I can't really even
1: yeah, most I, most I, of my most of my feelings at this point are tied to getting the best possible finish for Marcus Howard because he's probably my favorite basketball player ever. Um yeah. And to see it go out like this at this point is just it's sad it's really sad i'm 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 not happy right now and yeah normally when we are recording after a loss it's generally on a sunday night when marquette had lost on like the saturday so i'll have like a day to you know let my emotions out internally maybe uh Maybe seethe for half hour or so, and then I'm relatively back to normal. Uh, we we are currently in the uh, in the high emotional portion of the post loss version of Ben, and let me tell you, it is uh it is not pretty right now.
0: Um yeah, it's not good. Let's. I mean, I don't really even know what we want to do. Like, do we want to just talk about... We could complain about the officiating some. I mean, I I think we already kind of did.
1: Yeah, I mean, Um, again, we complain about the officiating as much as we want, but in all honesty, they might have... Like, at maximum, they would have turned this one-point loss into, like, a grueling six-point win, maybe. And... Even still, I would be coming on here complaining about how Marquette played and what that means for the Big East tournament and the NCAA tournament. So that second-half stretch where DePaul went, I think, seven minutes without a field goal, I think they had a few free throws, and maybe at one point at the end, they got a bucket on a goaltend. But in that stretch, Marquette took... I think, a, like a three-point lead or something like that and turned it into an eight-point lead. And that lack of separation, I think Andy, the head of this mothership, um, he pointed out that... He pointed out how big of a stretch that was for Marquette to not get that separation because yeah. DePaul is so good. Oh, my God. Guess... Oh, my God god i just remember that they they didn't have paul Reed in this game they did not have their best player i no. for whatever reason i forgot about that for the most part just wow that is a that is their only great player and they just didn't have them that's that's uh that's fun yeah Oh boy
0: yeah um i uh they had a couple of players really step up um
1: yeah, Weems Not. played legitimately well.
0: That's yeah. We, Weems was great. Um. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Darius Miller was very good. Um, Are you talking
1: about Darius Hall?
0: Darius Hall, yes. Why did I say Darius Miller? Darius Miller played at Kentucky, didn't he? Uh. Like he was like a guy on the on multiple. Yeah, Darius Miller played at played at Kentucky.
1: Uh, shout out to him. Good for him. He gets a um, shout out on this pod. Terius Hall
0: um, was really good. Um, he guarded Marcus Howard a lot. He um, made a bunch of free throws um, as a 52% free throw shooter, um, and he
1: and Jalen butts, both being roughly 50% free throw shooters, yes. made a ton. Yeah.
0: And, you know, in this kind of game, um, I, I believe Darius Hall may have outperformed Marcus Howard at the free throw line. Um, I know Marcus missed a couple. Um,
1: Marcus was 11 of 13. Darius Hall was 9 of 10. So, yes, yep. he did outperform him.
0: Which not going to be a recipe for success. Um, and I think in the first half, I was shocked that Marquette was winning for most of the half, tied at half because Mm -hmm. of how they're so reliant on um, free throw margin and the free throw um, scoring, and Mm -hmm. they were buried at the line. Now in the second half, it was more balanced. Um, Or at least anecdotally, I actually haven't looked at it. Was it more balanced? I'd be curious. It seemed Mm -hmm. more balanced. It seemed like both teams shot an asinine number of free throws as opposed to one team shooting a lot of free throws.
1: I think Depaul. Sh- I want to say based on what I remember, looking at a score bug at one point, Depaul had shot 15 free throws in the first half and ended up with 35. Marquette, I think, only had like six and ended up with 19. So so closer, but yeah, not close. It was close-ish.
0: Yeah. But, I, I mean, Marquette, was, Marquette got called for some truly ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, whatever. They were still right there to win that game. Yeah. Um, and it just, the bottom fell out because of... There's not really a plan um, at the end of games besides get Marcus infinite screens.
1: Um, yeah, can we, can we get quickly look? talk about... Uh, the possession that resulted in a fast break when the game was tied at 65. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Uh, the game was tied at 65. Was it the Marcus one where? a lock shot. Oh yeah, where he just shot it and he shot a three into the
1: into the waiting arms of yeah. someone, yeah. and it was it had to be a rush shot because it was late in the shot clock, but that was partially because. Brandon Bailey, I believe, went from the corner opposite of Marcus, dribbled it up to the free throw line and out to the wing and handed it off to Marcus. And it was just a completely broken possession, and it was off a timeout too. And boy, how how does Marcus just not go to every single one of the starting wings on the team and not just like punch him in the face?
0: Um. Yeah. Well, he seems like a great guy, but even like you could see his face. <laughs>
1: we you all see, have our limits.
0: You could see his face at um, the end of the game um, when he was at the free throw line. He just did not look happy. Um. And it felt like this team was. Um. The burden on him is so heavy late in games. Um. Especially mm-hmm. when no one's having a good game. It, it was crazy, and no one was having a good game at all. Uh, yeah, it was. There was no one for him to go to, and gosh, I'm, I hate to call people out, but I don't hate to call this person out. Jay Sorgi, um, who occasionally likes to watch Marquette basketball and complain about things for likes on Twitter, um, logged on to say to track the number of possessions that Marquette, that Marcus was driving. And not scoring and came up with some arbitrary number that didn't make, didn't hold any sort of water. What do you want him to do? Like, there
1: there were, I want to say, at least four or five drummers sessions. I know I can count three to Sakar Annam where it would just be a simple pick and roll. Sometimes they'd have two guys setting a pick for him and he'd be driving on Jalen Butts. Like, can get that switch on him. And the help from the corner could just go directly to him, and Marcus could could and did kick it out to Sakar Anum and Kobe McEwen for a wide open corner three, and those guys just knew not to respect it. And like Sakar Anum is completely lost right now; he's lost yeah, his aggressiveness I mean, to get to the bucket, and he can't shoot anymore. You wanna
0: you wanna know what? the real issue with this team is, is Sakaar Annam, I mean, he missed a layup at one point yeah. today that was just point freaking blank and that he'd done everything to get there. And they still tapped it back, but it was like, oh, you can tell this guy's no confidence. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of things, um, uh, the – yeah, Kobe McEwen can't – Kobe McEwen's – the shots that go in for Kobe McEwen, seem completely random and of no um, sort of variation. I pass-break I, layup he had was entirely accidental. I can never tell if a Kobe McEwen shot's going to go in because there doesn't ever seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is part of what I was saying, and you can chicken in the egg this a little bit and say, well, he wasn't passing. But the last field goal made in this game by not Marcus Howard was Brandon Bailey layup with seven minutes left in the game. Yeah. And
1: Brennan's lost all aggressiveness as well.
0: Now that's also the last um, field goal that Marquette made before Marcus Howard's three at the very end, which Fun stuff is also terrible. But <laughs> I mean, there's no, and, and that Bailey take was great. And Kobe made a nice corner three right before that. But mm-hmm. the fact is there's no one – there's no play to get a bucket. Yeah. There's no, um, there's no one to get a bucket in rhythm. It's ridiculous. I, the, I, I get that the Howard only doesn't make a ton of sense to people. But it's the, it's really the only thing you can do. It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's all all that consistently works. Everything else is low percentage, and yeah, yeah, it's an issue that it gets figured out and it doesn't work and they lose games because of it. But nothing else works consistently. So anything else you would do um, would be, you know. A, neg- a negative sort of, uh, you know, not a high, not a high percentage play because nobody else is, has a consistent method of scoring. So yeah. as much as you, yes, you need to do other things. You can't, it's not that simple because it, it requires stuff like what DePaul did at the end of the game. Whoa. When Marquette was up by two and Marquette had played the zone three possessions in a row, so De- DePaul threw a, a lob backdoor for an alley-oop that, while it wasn't executed perfectly, still it resulted in a layup. Mm-hmm. And like that is what Marquette needs to do, is when it gets to crunch time and the only play is Howard around ball screens, they need some sort of scheme or play because the rest of the team isn't, stepping up to offer secondary options on those plays.
1: I kind of want to throw this thought out there because I mean to a large part Mark had definitely improved on the defense after, after as a result of this game, but a lot of that was a result of uh Paul Reed being out and Paul generally being pretty bad in that area, but Given the trend in defense that we saw exacerbated in the Seton Hall game, is there an area for Marquette right now that you can confidently hang your hat on that is not Marcus Howard scoring?
0: Um, Jace Johnson rebounding. Okay, fair. I love uh, and it's great because he, everyone, played,
1: he played great today. I'll, I'll
0: every, Jay. Everyone's Jay clanging three-point jumpers and Jace is just taking whoever he's against to school down low and and grabbing extra extra possessions for them. Um yeah. that's that's I mean that's been awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, no, nobody's good enough on defense, nobody's um good enough on offense. So it's the rest of the team out there. It's why I I mean I just really want to that's why I really want to see Simir Torrance. And I was a little bit shocked that there was no Saimir. There, there just wasn't a lot of Simir Torrance um, mm-hmm. at all in that game. That was very that was very surprising to me. Wojo yeah, had a no really short like,
1: lease. It felt like it could have been a Torrance type of game. Yeah, I agree.
0: Wojo's had a really short lease with Kobe. Um, yeah, and he did okay. not Finally. give Saimir any of his minutes for the most part. Tonight. And Kobe didn't play badly, really. I mean, he didn't play great, but um, still wasn't. Um, still could have used some sign here I think.
1: Yeah. So that's, uh, I guess we can at least hang our hat, hoping that uh, Jace Johnson's rebounding can win us some uh, NCAA tournament games if we want.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, probably, this probably not. <laughs> this team's done. Um,
1: and even it, they could, they could win first round game. It's
0: sure. I mean, they they're, they're going to be
1: they're going to be probably an eight to ten seed at this point, which yeah. like every team around that area will be playing each other, and they're all equally as flawed as yeah, sure, is. absolutely. But like, even if they win a first round game against someone, like, just gonna. Run into like a Dayton or someone a lot more well rounded than them, and a team that would require insane performances from Kobe and Sakaar in order to beat them. So, maximum amount of time playing we're going to see out of them. That was the sentence. Will be um, like second round, probably. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, they're not.
0: It's it's totally um, totally house money at this point. It's just like you can't expect them to win any particular game. Um, I don't know, I, I I guess they should win at Saint John's, but
1: But Saint John's just destroyed Creighton. Right,
0: so probably not. Like right. I mean I don't I don't even know if you can bank on that at this point. Yeah. Um, but no, they just they're just they're they're broken again. But yeah, sure, they could totally win. Um they could totally win a tournament game because you're right, every every other team in at that stage is broken. I think the biggest issue is that I mean, who who really can get excited about this team at this point? I love Marcus Howard. I almost to the point, I'm almost to the point of, like, I'm tired of watching him have to push the rock up the hill uh, every game because they're, the everyone around him is so incapable of raising their level. Um, and I mean everyone.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, Marcus is pushing the rock up and everyone seems to be content with sitting on the rock and... Uh, right, and letting it's, him do all the work.
0: It's not fair. He's one of the greatest college basketball players ever at this point.
1: And, and... even still, like we can like put some, I don't want to say blame on Marcus last year, but we can uh, we can point to him a little bit in his over aggressiveness and that top dog mentality that he deserved as part of the reason that they collapsed down the stretch last year. That that is not the case this year because. Marcus is still trying to distribute to other players. Like, saw so in that Georgetown game, he was passing to other people. Uh, Seton Hall game, uh, he was definitely trying to work other people in at first. Today, those pick-and-roll pass to Sakar like I mentioned earlier, like, he's definitely out here trying to get the team to follow him as much as he can. It's just these other players just aren't stepping up. And it really sucks.
0: Yep. And I think that it's funny because everyone's just being trying to call them a bubble team now, and it's. I just think, I think people are tired of watching it. Um, Yeah. And I don't blame them. I mean, I'm gonna probably watch on Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, yeah. Probably gonna watch, but. I'm certainly not going to uh, um, put as much emotional investment yeah. behind it, and it's yeah, it just sucks. Um, Marks is a generational player, and um, the direction the program is headed in right now is just not positive. And gosh, they've got another group of amazing players coming in. What a what a situation that's going to be, and.
1: It's uh, and that's another situation. I mean, we're getting way too ahead of ourselves, but who cares? Um, part of the part of the questions going into this year was Wojo trying to find positions to put different people in, and even still, he's kind of struggling with like what to do with Kobe because he's clearly better as a distributor, but just Kobe doesn't want to do it, and who to put in the Bailey Kane spot, and which lineup is the best, and then next year it's going to be a lot of young, stretch, lanky guys, and we're just going to have to find a way to mix and match those guys into a cohesive lineup, and this is not giving me a whole lot of faith in that, especially when uh, the senior leader on the team is uh, Kobe Palmball McEwen. Yeah, that's, a, that's that's my new name for him. That's that, a, that's a real clever one, Ben.
0: That's gonna be a weird. That's gonna be a weird dynamic, man. Um, another thing. All right, let's take a quick break. Get okay. Commercial break in there. One other thing I wanted to that jarred my memory when you said that just now was that on Saturday, which was a weird experience, by the way. Um, I'll get to that in a little bit. But on Saturday. You talked about the Bailey Kane spot, and you saw truly Marquette's roster's biggest flaw on display um, on Saturday when they just they don't. This roster has not since that, since Sam Hauser and Joey Hauser transferred. This roster d- does not have a power forward, and Correct. it got blown to smithereens for not having one on Saturday because Sandro Mamakalashvili just destroyed this team.
1: Yeah, he balled out.
0: And he is a pure, pure power forward. Just Mm -hmm. does absolutely everything that you would ask a power forward to do in the modern game. And Wojo, already down like 23 or whatever, just said screw it and started playing two centers because – they needed somebody for the size and mom and cows really was just destroying um, whatever version of Bailey and Kane was in front of them and that there's your roster hole right there um, getting blown to smithereens Um, but yeah I don't know do you want to do a I mean we're both you and I are both very rational with the whole like fire wojo thing right where, I hope we're like, so. where we're, you and I are kind of just like, we can't, we don't want to watch this kind of stuff anymore, but we both realize that the, the realistic circumstances don't. Oh dictate.
1: yeah. 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 To that end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I, cause I think we're all fed up with in a certain, um, degree, um, about, where we're at
1: as well. Yeah, my, my, my ideal version of the program does not involve Wojo as the coach next year, but yeah, he's he's not going to get fired, so I'm not wasting too much of my breath trying to speak out into the masses of people that mostly agree with me on Twitter about why Wojo should get fired.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I don't think... um I don't think we're going to um, see any change anytime soon. Um, and I yeah. don't think, um, I don't think we should, frankly. Uh, well, okay. Here's the thing. There's a lot more that goes into firing a coach than wanting to fire a coach. Correct. Um, I would say the totality of the circumstances right now do not dictate Firing Steve Wojcicki.
1: Yeah. Um, For one, his contract situation. Well, that's honestly maybe the
0: biggest factor. Yeah. Is that you just extended him. Yeah. At just maybe the worst possible time.
1: Oh, yeah. Easily.
0: I don't think you could have found the worst time to extend him. Yeah. Um, Especially given how he's been this sort of alienating sort of guy for certain players for the whole time he's been there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, yeah, I mean, but I also think realistically it's not an option because the university both believes in him and can't afford to fire him as a result of the contract.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I think you keep, um, you, we're looking at another, um looking at another, at least another season. I could maybe see next year, potentially, um, if a number of things break negatively, um, where you could wind up you know, Talking yourself into it.
1: I'm looking uh, at a reply to uh, your tweet about I saw Dana. that.
0: You just you just tweeted. <laughs> currently discussing it. That's funny. Uh, for
1: head coach Stan, that actually might be the hashtag that I use for yeah.
0: all of next year. And honestly, like, I would love to have Stan Johnson as the head coach of Marquette University. I love him. The He's great, man. Point. And, like, at one point, I forget which player it was. Oh, it was Kane. Kane, Kane had two turnovers in a row and got pulled. Wojo was pissed. Kane, head down, walked right over the bench. Not a word to Wojo. Stan sits down, talks to him, says all this stuff. Now, yeah. it's maybe that's maybe less of an argument for Stan as a head coach as it is an argument for Stan as a necessary part of the Marquette program because Wo- the way Wojo is, he needs a good cop as his lead assistant. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah. And Stan is that. Um, but... I don't think it's super realistic to think that you're going to be able to keep Stan even after this season. Um, Just a number of reasons, possibly why. Um, And I don't also think it's realistic to stage a coup. um, Unless Wojo were to, for some reason, and uh, with the way he is paid and, the security he has and the quality of the amount that Marquette cares about basketball, there's, they would likely have to fire him, um, to get him to, unless he, for some reason got some sort of major offer. Um, he, he probably wouldn't take a lateral move cause there'd be no lateral move. That would be enough. Um, it's, so all that is to say that the stand, stand for stand um, is another unrealistic circumstance um, where, well, it it makes sense. And it sounds good in your head. Um, it sounds good in your head. It doesn't track in reality. And it's the same thing with Firing Wojo is the fans want it. A lot of fans want it but it's not realistic. Um, And so, you know, the bureaucracy persists, and there's nothing really you can do about it, Um, except hope that something improves. Um, But obviously, after six years, four with a generational player at the controls, and no NCAA tournament wins, Three appearances, not a whole lot of anything positive at the end of any of that. Um, You can't really have a good feeling about it. And that's the problem is, you know, Marquette is a wonderful program to support um, and is a wonderful... Basketball community, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's getting very difficult to sort of muster the enthusiasm for stuff that continues to happen like this.
1: Do I know something fun?
0: What's fun? I don't think it's going to be fun.
1: It's not going to be fun. I promise you that. Uh, DePaul's effective field goal percentage tonight. The first number is a 3. Oh, the God. second number is a 3. The point after the decimal is 9. 33.9. And they won. And they won. If you want a point of reference, when Marquette beat Loyola Maryland to open up the year, Loyola's effective field goal percentage was 33.8. So comparable to that but a loss which is not fun i i, I don't like that ah, pat 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 what are we gonna do
0: well I'm ben gonna i'm gonna be honest with you next
1: i'm
0: gonna be honest with you ben as much as i love marquette basketball my priority is currently avoiding the coronavirus which is oh, not something going well in my neck of the woods right now
1: oh yeah shout out uh pacific northwest
0: yeah no let's not shout out there was just <laughs> there's there just a report of uh coronavirus at amazon headquarters Ooh, that's so that fun. so that's not superb um
1: there was a case in madison wasn't there
0: uh yeah, there's something in Wisconsin. Um, yeah. Chicago State. I, this just showed on Twitter. Um, Chicago State will not be traveling to Seattle U or Utah Valley. Um, for the Corona because of the coronavirus for their basketball games this week.
1: I feel like they were just kind of looking for an excuse to. <laughs> not have to pay for travel.
0: I mean I'm not gonna say. It. <laughs> um but yeah. Well, jeez. So yeah, so that's kind of the 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 A1 thing going on in my in my world right now, but um it's still not um yeah. life is an in- life is interesting right now and Marquette basketball. Is um oh my God, Pat Forty just tweeted that. Pardon my cynicism, but virus or four twenty-five team that can save some money by skipping that trip. Love <laughs> it, love it. Oh You're my God,
1: same wavelength.
0: That's great. Um. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I'll be. Uh, I guess I'll be at. Uh, I'll be in New York mainly to. Visit my sister next weekend who lives in Brooklyn, but uh, oh, along dude. the way, I was uh, planning on uh going to uh the quarterfinal game that Marquette was going to be playing in, but there is a non zero possibility that we don't even make it to the quarterfinal game. That's true, that is that's something. Remember, somehow we just were just like think... riding high after beating Butler?
0: somehow, I just don't think that this team's going to lose to S uh, to St. John's uh, and DePaul after losing to DePaul in a, in a three-game sequence, but maybe not. They could. Maybe I'm crazy.
1: Hey, there's always a chance. Never um, doubt this team. They can do anything that they want, including losing to DePaul twice in a three-game stretch, sandwiched by a loss to St. John's.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, let me talk about being at Marquette on on Saturday.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. First I'd of all, wow,
0: am I so glad to be home? Um. And like, I I was saying going into the weekend, not to do more coronavirus pod, but um, thank God I'm doing I'm traveling this weekend and could just be done with it and not have to like worry about airports in the midst of the craziness now was that you know potentially short-sighted because of <laughs> you know this has already been out there so it's not like a it's not like it's a, a it's not like it was any safer this weekend probably than it, than it is next weekend um and it's just a delay in reporting but I, going into the weekend I was like thank god I'm getting this out of the way right now and this will be this will be great Um, so the second, um, so I, I get there and first of all, I mean, the atmosphere was fantastic, um, for 10 minutes of the, of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the second half was one of the more surreal sporting events I've been to in that there, the crowd understandably because they were getting their doors beat blown off was just super quiet and gave up on the game, like 15 minutes with 15 minutes to go. Yeah. And so the, the result was this weird frenzied comeback at the end, which the crowd got into, but it was crazy because it was the only time the crowd was loud at all in the second half was the last like two minutes of the game and
1: yeah and it, it happened yeah. like by complete surprise
0: totally it was so weird um and so yeah it was almost because they were just the Seton Hall had an unbelievable game shooting the ball and it was awesome to be back at the forum again and to experience the game but Gosh, it was just such a weird game to go to because it was super emotional with Marcus and Marcus versus Miles and all of it. And then it just like really, it kind of, the air went out of the balloon and there wasn't enough energy um, to really have the full experience at the end. I It was kind of a bummer yeah
1: that that game i was probably more emotionally trained after that given the build-up to it and just the complete letdown which was also combined like that was probably the most extreme case of marcus was phenomenal and literally everything else was terrible like marcus marcus had a phenomenal game probably one of his five best of the year which is bonkers to say after a thirty seven point game. But like that was that was the Marcus performance that I had dreamed about in the off season. Like he performed better than Miles Powell, like from a stats standpoint. But the fact that like no one else could show up on probably his most important game of his Marquette career, it just it made me, like, incredibly sad to just yep. know that that was the type of letdown that he was going through, just because the players around him suck. And, yeah, like, even as that comeback was happening, like, when they were down five, seen the, hall of the ball, like, I still acknowledge that, like, if they got a turnover into three, which are two reasonable things to happen, like, they would be right back in the game, but throughout that whole time I was just like no just just end this like don't rope me back into this nonsense I don't we, we had acknowledge that it was over 40 minutes ago so let's just uh, get this thing rolling to the speeches so I can watch it seven times in a row yep
0: yeah. the speech at the end was great Marcus stood by Wojo which was pretty powerful and despite there being a... The booing is real, by the way, that, that I experienced, um, as far as... Um, Did Ward, they boo
1: Wojo when Marcus mentioned him during the speech? No, no. I was looking nice, for honestly, that and I didn't hear it.
0: No, it didn't happen, um, which is really nice. Um, but, and there was a fire Wojo chant when they went down about 20 with 12 minutes left. Nice. Um. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of near my section. It was, and it was pretty. It died out pretty quickly, but it was a, uh, it was real, and it was kind of, well, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think in general, um, there's some apathy here, um, and a lack of any sort of faith. Um, yeah. in the Program.
1: How was uh how was the post game uh bar scene? Assuming you
0: oh gosh, bar scene? Uh, yeah, Uh yeah. how you remember it? <laughs> Just where,
1: where 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 were you uh?
0: Oh uh, dude, I, I wanna I went on a bit of a whirlwind, so I um but no, so the immediate post game bar scene, I forget how much I hate all of that. Um, <laughs> and oof, that was rough. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a brought house, um, for oh, a long time. Yeah. And, uh, went to, uh, both levels of Broadhouse over the course of the immediate aftermath. Um, I went to Duke's, um, okay. went to, I went back to Murph's about halfway uh, into the night, which was interesting.
1: That is a that is a move that you should never do. Nah, dude, I'm team, I'm team calves. Dude, oh, well, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I was too, but uh, but Murphs is just an experience. It was very, it was, it, was, it was, just good to be in Murphs again. It's it's, it's <laughs> again as you remembered.
1: Yeah, it's um, just the feeling yeah. of it, you know. And then
0: I finished the night actually at Mecca, which is um, Where? that really nice new um bar across from the forum which has just this giant television setup
1: oh yeah i've walked by it never been in yeah.
0: so yeah it was the it is it is what you remembered um it's a uh, it was crazy packed the uh those that went a little bit way too hard filtered out and then it was kind of a it's kind of a zombie scene by the end of the night um yeah but yeah, it was it was a vintage market basketball Saturday. How about that?
1: That's 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 good to hear. That was a that was the one aspect of that day that I knew I was missing out on, and it made me sad that I couldn't be there.
0: Oh yeah, it, and it, it totally was a, a vintage kind of day because it was everyone was up for the game, and the crowd wanted to be into it. Um, yeah, was better the crowd would have been into it. Um, I don't blame the crowd at all. Yeah. Um. Well, I think we should call we can do more we can do more general basketball talk next week as the tournament um, comes fast upon us here but for now um, we lost to the so we broke the rule.
1: the uh, one the one rule that we need to adhere to every single year hashtag don't lose to the and guess what they did today they lost the Paul
0: broke the rule. Um, Although
1: I should credit myself uh, when Pain Touches asked me to fill out the uh, game-by-game predictions at the beginning of the year. I did pick Marquette to lose to DePaul on the road. I am now just remembering that. So bow to me, all you peasants, at how right I am.
0: Yeah, I, did, I, I did, am it, your god. I did see a tweet about that, that they're underperforming. Almost everyone filled out that that's... Um, that poll. Um so that's good. Yeah. Um anyhow, um we'll be back next week, hopefully some more interesting college basketball stuff. Hopefully college basketball like makes it through the end of the year. I know yeah. not everyone else is living in Seattle and so is probably a little less concerned about the coronavirus, but there's some legitimate um potential for the conference tournaments and NCAA tournaments to be severely affected by this. Um, So, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but I also hope that the choice, good choices are made and all that. So.
1: And Patrick, I think I speak for the rest of the uh, Marquette fan base when I say that it would be pretty inconvenient from our perspective if you were to die. (laughs) So don't do that.
0: That is the nicest thing you've ever said to me.
1: Thank you. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad.
0: Um, yeah, um, I, I I'm not worried about dying. I give you that. I am worried more about the lack of sufficient healthcare and what needing that healthcare could result in. But Go that vote. is another pod. That would be a more appropriate discussion for something like Chapo Trap House.
1: Go so, vote.
0: Uh, Everyone,
1: that is the lesson for losing to the poll. Just go
0: vote. Go vote. Um, the anonymous Bernie Sanders voter podcast um, <laughs> will be recording uh, here next week. Um, anyhow, uh, this is—I love this end this podcast. Let's let's bottle this one up and. Uh, <laughs> support support your local democracy folks